Welcome to the Beef Wash Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be taking a break from our usual format of discussing Beef Watch newsletter articles. Today's Beef Watch Podcast is going to be the first of a series of several podcasts throughout 2023 that's going to be focused on common cattle diseases, understanding what's occurring with that. To discuss today's topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Lindsay Wachter-Mead, who's a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Aaron. Well, the first one that we're going to cover is one called traumatic reticuloperitonitis. And for those of you who might be thinking, what's that $5 word? The common name for that would be hardware disease or traumatic gastritis. So as we go into this topic, share with us, what are we looking at when we see this disease occur? What's behind it? And how can producers think about preventing it? Sure. Great. So first of all, I'm really, really excited to be able to do this. I think we can come up with some, you know, great conversations about common things that we're seeing out in the field and try to explain how they're happening out there. So the first one, you said the big scientific name, so traumatic reticuloperitonitis. So breaking that down, um, traumatic obviously means there was something that was trauma that's not normal to happen. Um, the second part is the big second word. So reticulo, so that stands for reticulum, which we know is a compartment in this in the stomach. So the reticulum, if you kind of try and visualize it, it is uh, about the size of a soccer ball and the lining inside of it looks like a honeycomb. So, you know, if you think about those little, those little octagon shapes that are inside of there, that's really important to understand. Where it sits anatomically is really important too, because it actually lays down ventral, so down the closest to the bottom of the body wall. And that happens, um, that's important to know for gravity. So when a, when a cow eats something, uh, you know, a metal or something sharp, it'll actually settle down into the reticulum. Then those honeycomb lining that I talked about, that actually kind of traps a little bit. If you think about it, it could possibly grab a corner of that wire and it'll kind of stay in there. So then the, the last part of the word, when we're talking about the peritonitis, peritonitis just means infection, inflammation in the peritoneum, which is also another big word for the abdominal contents. So that would just be, we're dealing with the reticulum, we're dealing with the abdomen, and it's, it's a trauma event. It also, actually, there's another name for it, and it's called the reticulopericarditis. And what that means is when we get into the heart. So we'll go into that a little bit farther, but that's, depending on where it lays in, um, anatomically, again, the reticulum lays right next to the diaphragm, which separates the chest cavity from the abdominal cavity. So diaphragm is just a really big muscle that lays there. And then right in front of that is actually the heart. And the heart is surrounded by um, like a sac, basically, that, that lives there. That's called the, the pericardium. And then the heart muscle is inside there. So if that reticulum, what it does is it has, it's like a big mixing vat, has lots of big contractions. And potentially, if you have one of those pieces of metal that's in there, it will contract and forcefully push that piece of metal through the reticulum and then potentially get into the diaphragm and into the heart. So that's where we we start to see those those heart conditions involved too. So there's kind of different different ways that it can evolve altogether. You know, it's it's not good because we're we're dealing with any sort of bacteria that lives inside the the ruminoreticulum area that's getting out where it shouldn't be. Yeah, I was just going to say if you think about the ruminant and really the symbiotic relationship they have with bacteria, that's a 
an environment where it's just bacteria prolific. Yeah, I mean, we need those bacteria to help break down the grass that we're eating, but also we need it to stay inside there and not outside. So, um, you know, the abdominal cavity is sterile. So once we have that poke and it can be minute, I mean, very small, you just you get that break in the in the wall um, of the reticulum and and then we, we get leakage. And then that's when we start to see abscesses form. So if you think about anytime you see like an abscess on the jaw or an abscess on the shoulder or something, and then that infection and that pus builds up in there, the same thing is happening in the abdominal cavity. So it's just that bacteria is there, the body tries to protect it. And so it walls it off and that's what leads to the infection. But unfortunately, you know, it also starts to create such big adhesions and abscesses that it can, if, if it stays in the abdomen, those abscesses and adhesions can actually get onto um, intestines. You can start to see where maybe the rumen isn't functioning like it should be because there's just so much bacteria that's causing issues with, with normal function. And then obviously if we get um, past that and we get into the diaphragm and into the heart cavity, you know, that's, that's definitely going to be um, detrimental because you're getting any sort of infection around that heart muscle. It's going to prevent the way that it pumps. You know, we're going to start to see some serious uh, heart failure issues with those cattle. So how common in the, is this? I'm, I know that obviously we talked about metal wire objects. So it would appear that in situations where maybe we're uh, feeding more harvested feed, where we could have picked up metal, metal from a piece of equipment or maybe a uh, tires on a silage pile or sidewalls where maybe there's been some wire shed. What's the prevalence of this? How common is it to find metal in the reticulum of beef cattle? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So I did go on a, on a research search, I guess, to see if I could find an answer for percentage wise. And there were a couple papers that reported that you're finding metal in the reticulum anywhere from 55 to 75% of the time. Um, at harvest, but that's not, that's not showing the clinical signs of having this condition, but it's definitely showing that we've got the metal that's sitting in there. Um, I did see that it is one of the common causes of older, so of cow deaths. I think one paper reported it, uh, including others such as bloat, um, I think bloat and hardware disease, and they both equaled about 15 to 20% of the deaths in that study. So, I mean, I, I saw it a lot. I, you know, I've seen it also, it doesn't necessarily have to be an older cow. I've, I've posted some young yearling bulls, um, which is interesting because if we get into talking about why this happens, so it, it is important this time of year, I, I brought it up right now because we see it more often during late gestation. And again, just kind of picture the, the anatomy and the way that cow is when you have the rumen taking up all that space and then you add on an 80 pound calf and the uterus, that's a lot of space in, that it's trying to take up. And so there's a lot of pressure and compression that happens. And if there's a piece of wire that's just hanging out doing its thing, but then all of a sudden we have a lot more weight and pressure on that, that is where we would see more, more often uh, a po possible puncture. And so it increases the percentage of the time that we do see hardware disease. Along with being in late gestation, um, if you think about the birthing process, obviously the cow is going to be straining to deliver that calf. And again, just contraction of the abdominal muscles can potentially move that little piece of wire and poke it through. And then the last one, when I talk about bulls, you just follow the, the normal cycle of, a, of a cattle through and you think about breeding season. Um, you know, I can remember I posted one yearling bull 
who uh, was just getting ready to get started. And, and obviously the mounting and the pressure caused him to, what I'm assuming is when I found that wire had poked through the reticulum. So going through breeding season, anything that's going to cause just, you know, an, an, an increase in pressure through that, then we're going to see that happen more often. I think the statistic that you quoted 50 to 70% of cattle are carrying metal in their reticulum. That's, that's really pretty mm-hmm. incredible in my mind. And then, and then also just thinking about in light of that, from my perspective, the small amount of actual hardware disease that occurs. Yeah, it is. Animals are, are awesome and amazing. I think, especially cattle that they can deal with so much stuff that's there, but, but again, it's, if you just kind of visualize it, you know, any of those, the reticulum just kind of settles down at the bottom and it's a big grinder mixer and it helps when you go to eructate and pushes it back up through the room and then they reach you their cut. And, and so that, that's what it does with its job, but things just settle there. And if you want to talk about, you know, you kind of brought up prevention a little bit and we know that if, or if you don't know, you know, you can give a magnet um, which, with a balling gun, you could put a magnet. And again, because of the anatomical location of the reticulum, that magnet's going to drop down and settle and live in there. And hopefully all the metal that is there will stick to it. Um, it, it, it definitely helps, you know, it, it can help decrease your chances of having it, but um, it's not 100%. Unfortunately, nothing, nothing really is, but, but it does, it does help to grab some of that. And some of those pictures, if you ever get a chance to see, um, you know, after harvest in the packing plant, when they bring those out and what's stuck to those is amazing. Yeah, I think that's, pretty amazing having seen some of those pictures it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like wow <laughs> how did that cow have that inside of her yeah and obviously just seem to be doing fine so mm-hmm. it is it is pretty incredible i guess is there certain environments or certain production systems where you feel like there's greater risk for this to be a problem well anytime you are going to be having cattle housed in environments that have a little bit of contamination, you know, if you're talking about an old um, building site, or if you have any sort of track, you know, like nails, those types of things that can be out there. Cattle don't, uh, they don't sort the way that they eat, you know, they just take a big old sweep with their tongue when they're out grazing. And so they can't, they can't prevent themselves from picking up that stuff. So understanding where your, uh, you know, what was there previously. Sometimes you can't see those little nails, but if you know that it was an old building site, that's going to be an area of concern. Um, the other thing you had kind of mentioned about, you know, feeding out of tires, if you get some of the wires, the tread that come out of those or cables. Um, I have routinely seen where the cables start to fray at a bunk line and, you know, calves are curious and they just start to chew on those types of things and those can break off too. The other thing to think about is if you're doing a, a mixing, you know, if you're mixing a ration or if you're grinding up bales or things like that, um, you know, there are there are magnets that they put into feed wagons. And so that would be another benefit to try and prevent to see if that can collect some of the some of it that'll be there. But it's just, you know, it's just kind of having a good understanding of of where they are and what's been there previously. What else on this topic you think would be valuable for producers to understand? I think the biggest thing is just you know, diagnosing it is obviously you want to, you want to talk to your veterinarian um, and, and make a decision on if you have that problem. There are some telltale signs because of the condition as it progresses. I had talked about heart, heart disease, basically. So if they're, if they're kind of holding their elbows out, if they're having problems breathing, you know, if you have that edema, which is just swelling down in the brisket, those are signs that we've got some, some cardiac, some heart involvement, 
The other big thing is that this is really painful. So if you think about, obviously, if you're going to get a big abscess in your abdomen or your chest cavity, this is going to cause um, significant amount of pain. And you'll notice that in the cow where maybe they're really reluctant to move. So uh, an arched back, because again, we're down, down low on the belly side. So they're trying to keep their back up to put any for, prevent pressure from putting down on that. Um, and just like grunting maybe when they walk. So those, those would be signs. And obviously those are signs of lots of conditions, but it's kind of telltale when you add that to, um, you know, if they did just have a calf or if it is breeding season and there's a lot of um, movement going on, you know, those types of things can kind of lead to a diagnosis. But again, you know, your veterinarian can definitely help you with that to, to help you make the, make the decision on, on what to do next. Thanks again for joining me today. Yeah. Thanks, Aaron. If you have additional questions on the topic we discussed, or if you have a disease that you would like to have Dr. Lindsay Walker Mead dive into to just talk about what's going on, I'd encourage you to contact either one of us. For more information on cattle health-related topics, please see the resources that are at the beef.unl.edu website.